You are listening to the IBC Podcast, your international baseball career guide. Play ball! Now, here's your host, David Burns. Hey guys, it's David Burns and we're back for episode number 35. Uh, and this is the second time around with Zach Colby. Uh, he spent the last uh, six plus months in Japan playing independent pro baseball. Uh, he landed that gig through a showcase that he attended, uh, and he's here to tell us about his experience and then also introduce uh, this year's showcase, uh, which will be held uh, late October 2014, so there's not a lot of time, so anyone interested, please listen to this interview. There's going to be plenty of detail about this showcase and what it's like playing ball in Japan and how to go about it. Uh, also, uh, for the first time, there's a giveaway on this podcast episode. Mine Wood Bats has stepped up to the plate and are contributing one of their wood bats to this contest that we're going to be holding over the next six episodes, where I'll be asking uh, an international baseball trivia question. Uh, and those that answer six for six over the next six podcast episodes will have an opportunity to win this bat. We'll enter your name into a draw. Uh, I don't expect a lot of people to necessarily be in that draw, so there's a very good chance you could win the bat. Uh, so Mindwood Bats has picked up that role as sponsor for the next six episodes. So make sure to pay attention throughout this episode because I'm going to throw the question in there somewhere in the middle or perhaps at the end. Uh, and then you just email it in to me at internationalbaseballcommunity at gmail.com. Send in your answer uh, and do that over the next six episodes and you get your name entered into the draw if you get all six right. Uh, they're not going to be brain busters, but you may have to do a little research. So uh, yeah, listen in to this podcast episode that we're going to get started with right now. Today's sponsor for this episode is Mine Wood Bats, handcrafted by Italian Beechwood and engineered to perfection. Where artful design and rigorous science meet, from the forest to the field, Mine Wood Bats delivers excellence. Zach, welcome back to the podcast. Thanks, thanks. It's great to be back. So how long has it been now since since the last the previous interview? I guess it's been a few months. In probably what five months? Yeah, maybe maybe, maybe that long. Yeah. Uh, so what I thought I'd do is just kind of do a quick review of the previous interview for anyone that that hasn't had a chance to listen to that yet. Uh, honestly, I can't remember the, the the podcast episode number off the top of my head, but you know we're on podcast. Uh, I'm up to 33 right now, and I think that was somewhere in the the early 20s. And quite a few people listen to it. It's one of the most popular podcast episodes to date. Uh, which just tells me there's a pretty high demand for guys look uh, want to learn more about independent baseball in Japan. So so let's review it a little bit. Uh, let's talk about your background a, a bit. Uh, in college, you you played in the NAIA and you were an All American and uh, you're also a World Series champion. Uh, yes, sir. Right on. So then, I just want to get this fact straight. I didn't listen to the podcast episode prior to this one. Uh, I just looked at my notes from the last one, and basically, um, you paid your flight over to Japan um, to showcase your skills there. There's a showcase there, is that correct? Uh, yeah, it, uh, there's a there's a it's a winter league, is really what it is. They just started last year was the first year that they put it together. Um, now, uh, recently, recently, uh, some something new about that. They asked me to kind of be the American representative, so. Okay. They're willing and they're wanting to bring in 
more foreigners. It doesn't matter if you're American, Australian. They want to bring in more foreigners to the Japanese baseball here in Japan. Okay, great. So, for for the winter or or for for the regular summer season or or for the whole everything. Um, what? Yeah, it's for the whole for the whole season. What it is is they want to bring in these guys for the winter league and test them out, and that's where they make their that's where they make their initial draft from. Oh, okay. Is the winter league. So we stumbled so on. Uh, Sorry, little so that, little time delay there. Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> so that is the best. Uh, the best bet if you want to come play in this league to is to attend this winter league, and there's you're you're guaranteed a good shot. I mean, because the minimum amount they take is eight players, and the maximum I think they can take is twelve players for each team. So mm-hmm. this is that would be your best shot. Wow. Okay. This is a, a nice little gold mine that I just stumbled upon here for, for anyone that's that listens to this. So that's the advantage of listening to the podcast is is you get rewarded with tidbits of information like that. So I'll ask you a few questions about that then. One of them being is it the same kind of deal? You you pay your flight there and roll the dice a bit? I mean it, it, it depends on what you have, you know, if you already have an agent or if you have affiliated ball experience. I mean, for your average no ball player that's coming out of independent ball, ball or coming out of college looking to play baseball. Uh, depends on if you you got two options. You go through um, like uh, you go through some kind of placement agency, or you go you go and do it yourself and take your chance um, with the placement agency. They take care of you. They give you a set price. They take care of your transportation. Um, all that includes your transportation. Um, and they're there with you every step of the way, so you're not kind of trying to figure out everything, you know. Or you can go on your own and <laughs> wind up on the wrong side of Japan. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Okay. So obviously, you need you need to you know have somebody kind of guiding you the right way and telling you where to go and where to stay, minimally, um, and where to where to show up and when. Um, so are, since they've asked you to kind of be the, the representative of that, are, are you fielding questions about it or, or emails? or? Uh... Right, uh, right now um, it's kind of – I'm two weeks into it. So what, I, what I'm basically doing is I've contacted all the guys who uh, – and it's, it's surprising. Uh, I got contacted by probably 15 or 20 guys that I played college ball with or saw mm-hmm. pictures on my Facebook I said, hey, how do you get there? How do you get there? It's just a coincidence that they asked me to do this. Mm-hmm. So right now I'm just kind of I'm, – I'm kind of answering questions from what I already know from last year's experience. Mm-hmm. But I know that there is, they are making adjustments too because it was their first year. So they're making yeah. adjustments and tweaks to make this uh, – to upgrade it pretty much. Yeah. Um, so I'm, I'm answering the best I can you know, and then yeah. with the translation – but. Sure, sure. Yeah, there's always going to be a learning curve to anything like this, a new project like this. So I, I just want to get an idea for anyone listening what, you know, uh, just straightforward, what, what does your background need to be minimally to, to have a, even a shot? Like, you know, because, uh, you know, I know everybody on the website is going to, that has a few bucks in their pocket and can play, pay the flight over is going to want to do that. So. Uh, yeah, I'm sorry. To be honest, you really don't have to have anything. It, it helps you if you have something, but um, and and I'm gonna say probably 85 percent of the time you have to have some kind of experience. But I know for a fact 
that there's a guy on our team that they signed um, out of the States, out of the American Showcase, who had no experience whatsoever. He mm-hmm. played three years of college ball. I played up at Lewis and Clark, which, uh, you know, they host the NIA World Series. Mm-hmm. So that's that's pretty big. But he came down he came down to the showcase and uh, hadn't played ball for two years, been playing adult league. He was 88. He was 88 with a decent slider, a decent split, and they signed him. Hmm. So, I mean, if you if you got talent and they like what you have, I mean, they'll sign you, but um, they're, they're willing to take more chance on a guy who has some kind of affiliated ball or independent ball and has some kind of numbers in professional baseball. Sure. Yeah. Well, I mean, and anyone that wants to just experience the whole thing and, and go there and worst case scenario, you have a, a little holiday in Japan. So and it could be a pretty cool experience. So I say, why not? If you have the time and the money and, and you do have some skill, then, then head on over, especially after that story. So that sounds pretty cool. So right now, uh, just to review again, get back on that review. Um, I'm going to butcher this name again, but you, you play in the Shikoku Island League uh, where there's four clubs. And, uh, yeah, I know I did that last time, but I think I did a little better this time. Oh, you're right on this time. (laughs) All right, good. Uh, And so there's only four clubs there, and then there's the Baseball Challenge League as well, which has 12 clubs, so a total of 16 clubs. And from the sounds of it, potentially potentially eight eight foreigners per club. Oh, yeah, there's a correction on the BC – uh, there was I said twelve. I thought there are six officially uh, six official teams and three and three independent teams or three private teams that play. Okay. So there's and nine then, there. Okay. Yeah, and then there's two. Then there's two. I think Korean teams. I want to say they're from Korea that come and come and play in a, a mix in season games as well. Oh, cool. So yeah, I know Korea is doing a little bit. I I believe independent. There's a couple of independent places there that will bring over foreigners as well. I, I believe from what I've read and heard. We're gonna pause this episode quickly for a trivia question for the free bat giveaway by Mine Wood Bats. Today's episode question for episode number thirty-five is: Who is the current? head coach of the French national team that competed in the European Championships this year in 2014. Hint, he's a former MLB pitcher. Please email your response to internationalbaseballcommunity at gmail.com with the subject heading E35 question. Okay, so I think for this season, maybe there's 12 to 14 foreigners in between the two leagues I believe based on our last conversation and, and what I've read online too, I saw li- I found a list of guys that are playing in, in indie ball in Japan. So that number looks to increase potentially. It, it actually has increased since the last time we talked. I know Kochi uh, is one of the big foreigner powerhouses here. They're actually um, in last place right now, but they love to bring in their foreigners. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's a, t- that's a team that actually hosts the, the – Whole, uh, winter league, but they brought in uh, three foreigners since they brought in three foreigners since we last talked, yeah. and we signed two foreigners since we last talked. Oh, right on! So, and then these are mostly Americans. Um, coaches are. It's actually three Dominicans and two Americans. Okay. Yeah. 
Right on. Yeah, that's, that's good. Like last time we spoke, it sounded like, you know, the things were just getting started there. Uh, so it, as far as foreigners are concerned, like I know they've been bringing over foreigners for a while now, but, but it's starting to pick up now. Um, and yeah, you mentioned the facilities are huge, uh, quite massive facilities that you're playing in. Uh, so you're getting a few thousand fans out to a game, but the place looks kind of empty in comparison, I guess. But uh, that's that, that's pretty cool playing in facilities like that. Um, contracts range from fifteen hundred up for a, for a rookie, um, and your season is pretty long. Like you, there's a two two months uh, um, spring training, or, or yeah, uh, and then uh, or preseason, two month preseason. Then beginning somewhere in April, mid April um, is when the season starts, and you play approximately eighty games. No, roughly, roughly eighty, eighty-five. Yeah, uh, depending on what kind of exhibition games you pick up throughout the season. Yeah, and so it's September right now, and you, you're saying it looks like another month or so. <laughs> yeah, we're we're on top of the league right now, um, just playing great ball. Um, I mean, our pitchers are coming through. It's our hitters are starting to swing the bats real well. Everybody's starting to get hot, so I think we're. Getting hot at the right time, I better knock on some wood. But yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, uh, uh, I actually kind of hit. I actually kind of hit a little rough patch uh, two days ago, three days ago. I, I busted my ankle up a little bit, so I've been back and forth from the hospital. Oh no! But um, I'm back ready to go tomorrow. I think you can be able to tape it up and, and keep going. Yeah, I've been in and out of the hyperbaric chambers and oh, and acupuncture and the the trainers here are no joke. I mean yeah. they they got some good treatment here, but three days on a busted ankle and yeah, that's fun. Um, and that scares the heck out of them too. So I mean, like I I don't I don't think you can compare it to maybe what I'm playing here in Europe, but. If a foreigner goes down here, the club's in trouble. <laughs> yeah, are they? Would they be able to carry on uh, at a decent level without you? I mean, they're they're doing all right. Um, I'm our cleanup hitter. Our first, um, you know, I, I lead I lead the team in almost every category, but they they do hold their own. I mean, it's not. I mean, I miss on on who really performs, but. With the, the stress level that the whole team and the general manager has been stressing, uh, they uh, they want to get me back in the lineup pretty quick. Yeah, yeah. I guess you know it doesn't matter where you are. If you're paying a guy to come in and he goes down, it's going to scare you. I just think it just it's it's the the effect of it is more drastic. Maybe where where I am right now, where a lot of teams live or die based on how their their import performs, and some other teams can maybe carry carry the club uh you know a little better without an import but okay cool so that's that's good that's a good summary so and now you've kind of mentioned how the season's gone so you're sitting on top of the league that's pretty cool and personally you're doing well a little setback right now um you already answered my next question about other foreigners joining the league so are there do you know if there's any rules as to you know a a, a date that you you know that where they can't import any any further or is it pretty much Hey, we can bring in a couple guys last minute here, or what's the what's the deal with that? Um, I, I believe there's really no restrictions in our league, um, but I mean, all all the foreigners come here in hopes and dreams of playing in the big league, which yeah. uh, which the our league filters them in 
yeah. to the big league real fast and real easily. So the cutoff day for that is Jan- or January, July 31st. So most mm-hmm. guys won't come over after the 31st. Yeah. Uh, with our league, there's no restrictions. and But there is, I believe there is a two or three week delay depending on your city's uh, getting your visa. You can't play without your official visa card. Yeah. So um, you can sign your contract and everything, but until your visa completely goes through, they will not let you play. Mm-hmm. So that's uh, that's one thing. Yeah, so and, and speaking of visas, like I know, uh, I know the few guys that have that I, that I'm aware of that that are playing over there all have a Japanese background. Is that still the trend, or do you think it's kind of you know any any American that wants to come over, whether they have a Japanese background or not, uh, there's there's opportunities. Uh, they're willing to take they're willing to take any American that can that can play. Yeah. I mean, but you. But the biggest thing they look for is uh, they look for a good person, good character, good character traits. Yeah. Somebody that's willing to put in the time and effort. That's not going to be a problem. The whole Japanese society is all based upon respect. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, I mean, if you can, I mean, to put it this way, if you're a good old country southern boy, yes or no, so you're going to fit in in Japan. <laughs> yeah. Just, yeah. You know. And uh, that's kind of what they look for is that whole respect factor. Somebody who's not going to be a problem on and off the field. Yeah. Uh, you know, they're, they're paying you big money to come over and, and do this and represent the club. So they don't, they don't want any kind of problems whatsoever. Yeah. But especially if you have Japanese background, that definitely sparks uh, a general manager's ears. Yeah. And, uh, and it also helps when uh, they take you places. So, I mean, it is a step up on other people, I would say. Yeah. Yeah. That, that's Probably uh, true for sure. Uh, what about position wise? Is there kind of a trend like every club's bringing in? You know, typically you're a cleanup hitter and a, and a pitcher, or, or is it kind of over over the map? Or how's it going? Uh, for what? I mean, I know I know in the BC League, I've learned a little bit more about that since we last talked. I know in the BC League, uh, they bring. Only, I've I've noticed they only have about one or two foreigners a team. But all the foreigners they have are ex major leaguers mm-hmm. from the NP or ex NPV major leaguers in mm-hmm. Japan. Yeah. So, um, but I know our league signing new new players out of America, out of the Dominican. Um, they they look for power, but it seems like all the all the managers seem to put the foreigner hitters either uh, uh, second or fifth, sixth, seventh that they've used in the cleanup spot this year in our league. But for the most part, they've they've signed pitchers. Yeah. There's I think three position players, three position players, four position players, and the rest are all pitchers. Yeah. So, yeah, um, I so would you say the Japanese are lacking in pitching depth then, and and so maybe that's where the, why there's those opportunities for pitchers. Um, they they lack they 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 all have really pretty much really good control. Mm-hmm. Um, they all control, but they lack in the speed factor. Yeah. They. they the our league, our league, surprisingly, mo- they draft all the pitchers out of it's it's eighty eight ninety two, mm-hmm. uh, but then you get your you get your lower level guys yeah. that they're eighty eighty five to eighty six mm-hmm. eighty seven yeah and that's their that's their max yeah um so you're looking you're looking at a you know high average high school average decent high school pitcher maybe junior college pitching mm-hmm. uh, speed 
but I mean, they all their staff moves. So, yeah. um, I, yeah, I would say they lack in the pitching department, but they also lack in the power department too, as yeah. well. With, yeah, I remember you saying that it's a fast game there. They're, they're, they're so I, I, I can imagine them looking for something a little different than what they bring to the table. Someone that's going to come there and hit for power, and so. Um, all right, let's let's turn it a little bit to off the field, uh, which we didn't really get into too much last time because, you know, uh, it, it's cool to visualize what it's like to be on the ballpark and playing uh, at, a, at a good level of professional baseball in another country. But uh, what's it like to be an American pro ball player playing in Japan off the field? Are you, you getting attention, signing autographs, things like that? Uh, it's crazy. It's uh, you almost feel like a mini superstar. Yeah, like a. It's it's crazy. I mean, my city's the biggest uh, city in all Chicago Island. It's maybe a city, and uh, everywhere I go, everywhere I go, it's Kobe and Kobe. All the little kids or or the old grandmas and grandpas, you know, yeah. and the high school ball players that follow, you know. Uh, it's it's they, they they do give you special treatment. You go to a restaurant, and sometimes you know uh, we go to a lot of uh, uh, team rest, uh, team fan restaurants, yeah. and we eat for free, or we'll, we'll pay five bucks, and they'll bring us a full table of food. Yeah, I mean, so it's it's it is special treatment. Uh, after games, you're always getting bags of homemade food, or or drinks, or yeah. you know, or pictures that so that somebody customized. You know, that's uh, cool. Mom's yeah. the 80s to take a picture. It's, it's, uh, yeah, it's like a, it's like being a mini superstar. Yeah, I hear you. Like, you know, there's different, th- different scales when, when it comes to that uh, playing overseas. You know, like even in Europe, you can feel like that at times. However, baseball is so low in the totem pole in Europe where that, you know, you, you can walk down the street and nobody knows or cares who you are. But I can imagine in Japan, there's an element of that because baseball is obviously quite popular there. So, so it's a little, a little different. Um, you know, in Europe, you're playing and there's 30, fa- 30 fans and maybe you'll run into a few of themselves. But there's a little element of that too. It does kind of make you feel special because you are the American import, and and a lot, or in my case, Canadian import, and and uh, you know a lot of them have never met a Canadian before, especially playing in a small town. So if playing in small town Europe, you can get that kind of superhero feeling a little bit. But I, I can imagine in Japan, everywhere you go, you can kind of kind of get a little touch of that stardom feeling so so that's pretty cool um that's kind of what i i was expecting to hear is is you know showing up at restaurants and and uh you know automatically finding you a table even though they're they're full or things like that you know things you see on tv so (laughs) um what about after hours uh i like you said you know everything's based on respect so i guess you can't get too carried away but you, you getting out with the teammates much and uh, yeah, first, um, I mean, there's definitely kind of a, a taking that the guys have kind of taken to me a little bit. The I think the fact that I was half Japanese helped me kind of blend in a little bit more. I just, you know, I really couldn't understand or speak it when I first got here, but I pick out words enough to kind of put a sense together yeah. where the other foreigners kind of struggled and they kind of wouldn't invite them at first. But we get out. Um, we really don't have much holidays. We get one day off a week, and sometimes it falls on a most – most of the time it falls on like a Wednesday. Yeah. You know, so going out to the city or whatever is kind of a bad, dead question. But when we do get a, a holiday on the weekend, the guys 
the guys really put it in, put in some work. All right, they take so, it. <laughs> yeah. Sounds good. Yeah. So, anything you know? What do you what do you do in Japan? Like, what what does a guy do when you do have a little bit of downtime, whether it's going out at night or in the day? Like, what what what's your schedule like other than off the field? Like, what what do you do? Do you go to the gym and just baseball and that's it, or? I mean, it's it's to be honest, it's living by baseball. We yeah. when you don't have a game, you practice, and when you're not practicing, you're trying to get some rest. Okay. I mean, because it's these guys. It's I don't know where they get the the energy. They're like little energizer bunnies. Yeah, <laughs> they're just but, always going. Yeah, it's a little different here in Europe, you know, because we're well on average clubs are practicing twice a week, you know, maybe three times. Uh, but there's a ton of downtime, especially when you factor in the rain like it's been doing this year. So the two imports that are living with me right now, they're bored out of their tree. You know, we're living in a small town. And, and uh, so sometimes it's, it's tough to keep yourself busy, but it doesn't sound like that's a problem there. So it sounds like you're out right. in the field every day. And, and what about the Japanese players again? Are, are You know, it's it's a professional league. So are, are, are they working at, at, on the side as well, or are they also – professional players uh, it's a it's a hundred percent professional league i mean we live in a dorm yeah and it, it's baseball eight to ten hours a day mm-hmm. uh and when it's not baseball we have uh we have these big hallways that lead down through the doors yeah and on both sides there's these big uh floor-to-ceiling mirrors yeah and any hour i'm talking about three four o'clock in the morning at any hour you can find maybe one or two guys in there practicing their swing form or their pitching form. Really? I mean, these guys live and, live and breathe. We have a, I mean, the, the all the rooms, you walk into one of their rooms and it's, it's pretty much like a, 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 like a yoga room or a stretch room. Yeah. I mean, there's a bed, there's maybe a little floor sofa, or a big, big sofa, their TV, but, and then, but it's not set up to like live in. It's set up to like, stretch and work out and everything's pushed up into one corner of the room for extra so you have all the extra room for oh. extra curricular activities and stuff i mean it's wow. they, they live and breathe yeah so there's there's really no distractions you don't <laughs> that's really that's 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 all you have to do is you walk go to your room and either sleep or practice your swing or stretch or whatever you want to do wow oh, yeah pretty amazing so you know, so like when you're on the road and, and do they house you then? Like other clubs will house you and you have these little rooms or is this just the dorm where you're staying where you're playing? This is just uh, our dorm. Um, each, t- each each road trip is, uh, is a, a one-day road trip. Um, we don't play a series. So um, the, max, the max distance you drive is about four hours. Um, so you'll get in your bus. You'll, you'll, you'll bus it over there do your warm-ups and we leave i mean it's we take batting practice before the game you take infield before the game and it's like a, it's a full practice so we, we get there at games at six we get there at one um we come back that night and then get up and do it all over again unless uh unless once in a while if you're f- maybe max distance the team will put you up for the night in a hotel or something yeah. so this if is you a, play. sorry this is a one nine inning game and you're so you'll drive four hours, practice for a few hours before the game, and then come back. And then the next day you'll go to another club. Yep. Okay. And how well, many how many times in a week are you doing that? Five times a week. Five games a week. Um, once in a while you have three games, four, two, three, four games a week. But 
Majority of the time, it's five games a week. Wow. So, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm kind of curious what the reason behind that, why they don't do a series instead. I th- I think they're starting to get get into it um, because – I think it's I think it's because of the whole money issue, but uh, I think uh, the bus, all the buses, every every team has a team bus, and all the gas is paid for by a sponsor mm-hmm. that owns the team bus. So pretty much, it's you're you're traveling for free. Yeah, okay. but I think they're starting to get into the whole series next year. Yeah, and if the, I guess if the distance isn't that far, then then it can't hurt to do that. It's just a lot of traveling, but, you know, back and forth, and or maybe play a doubleheader when you're there. Do you ever play doubleheaders? Double, doubleheaders are out there question here. It's so hot and humid during the day. Yeah. it's uh, We're talking about, like, 125% humidity oh, okay. with 92-degree uh, with heat. It's, this is the, the worst humidity I've ever felt. Oh, okay. <laughs> That explains yeah. a lot right there. But yet they want to practice for three hours before the game. So well, It's crazy, yeah. It's crazy. Well, it sounds like quite the experience. And, you know, uh, I think anyone that's looking to, to play overseas or play in Japan does not mind uh, baseball 24-7. So, so that, you know, this has been a great interview. And uh, so what's next for you? I guess you're coming back next year from the sounds of it. Um, I will. I'm coming back for the off season. As of right now, uh, we're in negotiations with a with a contract through next year. Um, they've mentioned it. We've talked kind of terms. Uh, really, it's uh, I think they're going to wait to give the final to the final go ahead to see how I perform in the off season mm-hmm. is or the perform in the postseason is really what I think. Yeah. Um, but as of this year, I've kind of been a, a poster boy for the team. Yeah. Uh, I got boxes of newspapers and posters, and um, I've been. I was a Shikoku Island League poster boy as well all, all season. That's cool. Uh, so I don't. I really don't think that they're they're gonna let me go. Um, yeah. I really like uh, unless you know I get I get an affiliated contract coming back. Um, I really think I'm gonna stay in Japan though. For independent baseball, the money is probably the best I've I've ever heard. Yeah. Unless you get into the Atlantic League, yeah. which you got to be a major leaguer. But yeah. uh, for independent ball, it's the best money I've ever had, and uh, want to kind of continue staying out here. You know, if I can. Well, being can get being gone that long, though, let's look at the the downside of it. Yeah, you can't all be, you know, peaches and cream or whatever cookies or whatever you want to say. You've been there for nine months. Uh, and you know it's just a completely different culture. So I mean, you, you got to be getting homesick a little bit. Yeah, uh, nine months. Uh, <laughs> nine months. Bus rides and little rooms yeah. with nothing in them, and it's, it's got to be a little tough too. Yeah, I always wondered how my father. My father is uh, United States military and was on the on the boat for six to eight months a year. Mm-hmm. And uh, I always wondered how he did. It, but now I'm, I'm really kind of figuring, you know, it's yeah. it's something different being away from home. Nine months out the year. Next year, I, next year I think I'm gonna try to negotiate something in to where uh, the spring training is kind of minimal. That that might cut down on some of the, the time away. Yeah, uh, I think that's not a bad idea. Um, so if you if you didn't come back, uh, what would you miss the most about playing in Japan, about the baseball and about the the country? 
the baseball probably would be the two things would probably be some of the meatballs that these guys serve. I mean, they serve <laughs> pretty fat cookies once in a while. They throw these slow curveballs, and once in a while they leave it up, and it looks like a beach ball. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you know, on number two, I'd probably miss the fans. I mean, these I've had some great fans throughout the year through college and uh, and and through Juliet and. I just these fans are just unbelievable. They, they hands down. They travel. They travel to the games. Um, after the games, I got a, I got about five or six fans that come to every game and always bring me something at the game. It's whether if it's just a juice or it's a full dinner plate box to go home or. Yeah. I mean, they're just awesome, and they don't ask for anything in return. They don't ask for uh, gloves or anything. All they want is just a simple picture or just kind of just talk to you and tell you to kind of fight on or I mean it's just it's a, it's an awesome experience just that you can touch somebody like that yeah. you know and the little kids when the look that they get in your in your eye I mean I know American kids are, are, are great but and uh, they they always they always want balls 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 these guys just want to give you a high five yeah and, yeah no and, especially and I think it's the baseball star and the American you know, because you're American too, that the combination of the two, they just kind of you're you're just so foreign and alien to them that they just it's it's just blows them away a little bit. So it is. I've seen that look in, in little kids' eyes as well. Uh, you know, and you know, it's it's, it's always a, a special moment when whenever a kid comes up and asks for an autograph. I love it. So uh, I can only imagine doing that on a regular basis uh, wherever I walk around town. I, I couldn't imagine that. So so that must be a pretty cool experience. Yeah, so it's, it's, a, it's heartwarming. Yeah, um, what would you not miss? <laughs> don't uh, I, by by anybody listening to this, don't take this the hard way because uh, I'm one of the hardest working guys on the field, on and off the field. Um, but I'm not going to miss these eight hour practices on on days that we don't have games. Mm-hmm. <laughs> that's one thing. I, that's one thing I won't miss. Um, yeah. You know, uh, and then probably the bus rides. I mean, yeah, they say they say professional baseball in the states bus rides suck. Those are those are cake compared to these. I mean, <laughs> other than, I mean, other than that, I really don't. You know, and and then and then the umpires. That that too. Probably probably the umpires. And shaky umpires. Yeah, I mean, you get the you get your occasional one or two that you know want to be big old macho guy, yeah. uh, control freak, and yeah. give you a bad call or something, or know that you're a foreigner and they open your strike zone out because they don't understand what you're going to say to them, or yeah, yeah, you know, vice versa. Sure. So some of them will have a chip on their shoulder just because you are from from the U.S. Yeah. So. <laughs> the older ones with the whole, whole history and yeah yeah these back uh, some of them so you'd be surprised some of them still hold a little grudge to that that um but there's not it it's kind of over and done with it's in the past yeah yeah well you know sometimes 
people can't you know can't leave those things behind so well you know it's it's been a great interview uh full of awesome information can you give one final tip to anyone that's looking to come do what you're doing because they they do want to practice eight hours on days off (laughs) yeah the fact the fact is if you love baseball you take it and and uh and you go with it it really makes you a better ball player but but uh, if I if I give a tip to anybody that wants to come, you know, wants to kind of looking out to try to play in Japan is, if you can afford it, come to this winter league. Uh, uh, I, I represent uh, the American side on, on, you know. So if you want to get in touch with, with me or just want information, um, you know, uh, my email is Colby Sun C O L B Y S O N one zero one six at hotmail dot com. And uh, or you can look me up on Facebook, and uh, I'll be willing to ask, answer any questions uh, or guide you in the right direction, um, or or attend uh, the California showcase that uh, my agency does put on. So that is the best way if you if you want to play baseball and, and you want to fulfill your Japanese baseball career. That's the best. Those are the best two tips I would tell you to to do it. Sounds good. Well, what I'll do is I'll include that information uh, on the show notes to this too. So anyone that's listening can just go to uh, baseballjobsoverseas.com and and your email will be there and and maybe uh, also the information about that showcase in California and and uh, yeah. Well, thanks. Uh, can you hang around just for a second after we 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 say goodbye here and uh, just to talk about that a little further off the record and but I appreciate your time uh, you know I, I I look forward to hearing uh, that you guys pulled through here and your ankle held up and and uh, yeah and then following your career after that yeah I appreciate you having me on I'm delighted to be on here thanks thanks a lot well, that wraps up episode number 35. Uh, that was an entertaining one. It was fun to do. Uh, I really enjoyed Zach's stories. Uh, uh, and it sounds like there's a ton of opportunities coming up in Japan in the future. Uh, of course, uh, there's the showcase that's coming up real soon. So if you can afford it, uh, yeah, why not take a holiday and head out to Japan and participate in that winter league, show them what you got. And from the sounds of it, uh, there's a very good chance you can get picked up. Uh, so, Email Zach with that. Uh, the email will be provided uh, on the website at baseballjobsoverseas.com uh, forward slash E35. Uh, but Zach's email, for those of you that are listening or not going to the website or maybe driving to work, his email is colby, C-O-L-B-Y-S-O-N, 1016 at hotmail.com. And also... Stay tuned for the next five episodes and answer those trivia questions correctly along with today's correctly and enter your name into a draw for a free bat provided by Mindwood Bats. So thanks again for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, please share it or like it or comment on it. I really appreciate it when you do that. Uh, or drop me an email uh, and just give uh, let me know that you enjoy the podcast. I love hearing it. So until next time, take care, everybody.